Hello, and welcome to Let Me Tell You a Story podcast, produced by ED Media. Today's story is from the best-selling novel, Journey to the Kingdom of Soul, written by author Everlast. Chapter 17 The next morning Major Zor woke up with a sense of worry flowing through his system. Something was wrong. He could feel it. They hadn't received word from the negotiating party they sent to the brook with Timu's demands. Which was very unusual, because Captain Andrew was one of the most thorough soldiers in the industry army. A mission of this importance would not be carried out to the T, and he would stick around there behind enemy lines for too long. Major Zor emerged from the back of his wagon sporting the look of a man who was ready to take care of business. His two armed guards snapped to attention, then hopped right in step with the general. They headed straight for the commander's wagon without saying a word. Major, Commander Alhadik greeted Zor with a firm salute. Alhadik was usually the first one in the commander's quarters for their meetings. Alhadik, have we heard anything from Captain Andrew and his party? Zor asked, as he strolled over to a small table that held a pitcher of fresh water and some dry apple bread. No sir. I was thinking we might hear something from the captain and his party today, Alhadik said, clouding up the wagon with his first leaf roll-up for the day. Something is not right, Zor said as he sat down and nibbled on a slice of apple bread. You think those humanals will try to hold the captain and his party prisoner? Elhotic asked. I don't know. I've never dealt with these type of people before. A lot of them are part beast, and that beast blood might be doing the thinking for them, Zor said, feeling unsure about the entire situation. Do you want to send in another group? Elhotic asked the general. We can send in a bigger one this time. That sounds like a good idea, Zor agreed. And we send out a scout with strict orders to travel in the shadows of the group. He is not to enter the brook with the group, and if things don't look right he is to return to the camp immediately. Commander Alhotic nodded in agreement, I will put that together immediately. The first night, Fungi, stepped up into the wagon and saluted both men. How are things looking with our next venture? Fungi asked, grabbing himself a slice of apple bread. Excuse me, Alhotic excused himself, then exited the wagon to put together the group for the next operation. We are in the midst of putting together another party to send to the brook, Zor answered. Why? What happened to the first one? Fungi asked with a surprised look on his bearded face. That's what we want to find out, Zor said. Fungi, what do you know about Papa Big and the Humanals? Fungi was born into the industry army hence the right for him to become a first knight's man within the army. He sat down across from the general and said, not much. I think when it comes to information about the brook we've been in the dark about a lot of things, because this is a part of Musina we haven't traveled to since the days of great Uncle Bully. Our focus has been on the western parts of Musina, Zor added. From what I've heard through the years, the people of the brook are fierce fighters, Fungi said. But I don't think they've been tested by an army as large as ours. I don't believe so either, but that doesn't mean we underestimate these humanals, Zor said with a taste of disgust in his mouth. Of course not sir. Is there anything you need me to do today? Fungi asked, as he stood. I want you to make sure the army is ready to move out on a moment's notice, Zor answered. Med and Elhotek will get to the bottom of what happened to Captain Andrew and his party. If something did happen. Yes sir, Fungi saluted the general, then left him to his thoughts. Nipoli's words had been running through Zor's mind all night long. 
He did not know why Nipoli was so interested in Zor having his own piece of Musina all of a sudden. But her words did run true. One had to tread lightly when dealing with Timus. Zor did not have an approach for a delicate meeting like this, and he needed to have his words together before he went to his leader. Gemma's photographic mind allowed him to remember everything, then enter your mind if you don't live up to the words you spoke to him. Zor needed some air, and a nice ride around the large camp would give him a sense of independence and duty at the same time. Stepping out of the commander's wagon, Zor took a look around. A lot of the industry army soldiers and commanders were working out or running through a few drills of hand-to-hand combat preparation. Zor took in a deep breath of the clear fresh air, and let his thoughts flow with the energetic scene before him. A troop of soldiers came jogging through and Zor watched with admiration. The industry army had come a long way since he has been at the helm. Major Zor's firm position on every soldier being physically prepared for the journey toward world dominance had been a welcoming one by Timus and the governing body of industry land. Giving him free reign to build the army into the powerhouse everyone in industry land could be proud of. Aim. Fire. Zor looked over to his left and watched as three rows of archers took target practice on makeshift targets posted on some trees. Aim, fire. As the first row of archers released their shot, they would step back and let the next row of archers unload on the same target. Major Zor made his way over to the commander's post, with his two guards close on his heels. Commander Gossi saw the major approaching the post and decided to meet him halfway. Sam take over for me. Yes sir. Morning Major, he greeted Zor with a salute. Morning Commander. How are they looking? They're looking more ready than they were a year ago, Gossi proudly said. That's good. Make sure they're ready to roll out in a few days, Zor said. Yes sir. Did word come back about the Brook's status? No. We are sending in another committee to see what happened to Captain Andrew and his party, Zor said. The two leaders strolled away from earshot of the other soldiers, with the general's two personal guards stepping over to give them some space. You think something went wrong with the first committee? Gossi asked, as he played with his chew stick. In my gut, yeah. But we don't know for sure yet. How are things within the camp? Zor asked. Gossi was head of the industry army's massive battalion of archers. Even at the top of the rankings Gossi was still well in tune with the lower rankings of the army. Word had it that Gossi had spies within the army that kept him abreast of everything that occurred in and outside of the army. Everything is rolling along, but the need for more food might come up in a few weeks. I figure we should be within the walls of the brook by then, Gossi said nonchalantly. I don't want to underestimate the brook. Neither do I, because we don't know their army's capabilities yet. But the strong belief of survival should be preached to our troops in more ways than one to give them the sense of urgency they'll need to go in there and hammer them, Gossi explained with his view of wisdom. Procrastination will be costly this time around, Zor added in a matter-of-fact tone. I agree. What about the regular ones? Zor asked. He never referred to the industry army captives as such, or slaves. Always the regular ones. The two men stopped strolling and Zor could feel the sun's rays beaming down on him through the tall trees. He told himself it was going to be another hot day in the tropical forest. They're holding up pretty well with keeping the camp going. What about the sounds of their native music I've been hearing during the nights? Zor asked. The question made him sound more concerned, than he actually felt. Since he was promoted to the commanding major of the industry army, 
there never was a worry of their captives reverting back to the cultures and traditions they were stripped of. Do you want it to stop? I can put together a patrol that will put an end to any late-night activities, Gossie said. Zor always liked Gossie's loyalty to Industryland. Any lawlessness within the walls of industry land would be dealt with an iron fist. And the commander took great pride in making sure every order was carried out with bloodshed if need be. Yeah, I do, Zor said. We can't have these people believing they can serve the industry when the sun is up, then return to their independent roots by night. That will create camaraderie amongst them, Gossi nodded. I agree. I will put some men on it tonight. They stood there quiet for a moment and Zor could tell his commander had something else on his mind. What's wrong Gossi? Well, not to be in your business or anything like that, but what about when the patrols go to the songstress section of the camp? What do you mean? Well, she does have the biggest following at these night get-togethers. And I hear most of the songs she sings are native songs, Gossie said. And that's what we are trying to stop here, right Commander? No one gets favorable treatment. Not even her, Zor snapped. The thought of what he and Nippoli did under the shadows of the night, made Zor feel vulnerable. Gossie stared at the general, giving him the look of not being a fool. He knew about Zor and Nippoli having meetings together, but he couldn't come right out with it, because even though Gossi was a well-respected commander within the industry army he could still find himself in a bind if he speaks the wrong words. In industry land everyone was expendable to the major and Timus. Understood. I just thought that Timus might have an objection with us going to disrupt the songstress, Gossi said. Nippoli and her section receives the same treatment as the rest of the camp, Zor said. And don't worry about Timus. I'm on my way to speak with him now. I will explain the crackdown, and he will agree, he added confidently. Yes sir. You may carry on with the exercises commander, Zor said, indicating the end to their private meeting. Get the horses. On his ride through the camp Zor replayed his conversation with Gossi in his mind. If the commanding officer was talking about his relationship with Nippoli, then it was safe to say Miss was also in on his late night escapes with the songstress. Zor knew Gossi was smarter than he appeared to be in their talk. His felt was Gossi might have saw through Zor's reaction when the discussion turned to Nippoli. He couldn't display his true feelings for Nippoli. The bottom line was, no matter what Nippoli did on her leisure time, she still belonged to Timus. True Feelings What are my true feelings for Nippoli? Zor asked himself. But he was too scared to answer himself, because then he would bite his tongue about the call he made to clean up the gatherings at her section of the camp. Blocking all thoughts of her, Zor and his two guards rode up into Timu's section with his focus back on the army and their task at hand. A fire was already going with two women servants working on the dazed batch of fresh bread. Down the hill from the settlement a lot of activity was moving to and from Timu's wagon, to a stream of clean water. A handful of Timu's night's men were engaged in a midday workout session, while a few others sharpened their weapons under the hot sun. The general's presence brought a succession of salutes from the troops, as the captain of security stepped up to greet Zor. Major is it time? Zor hopped off of his horse, not yet captain. However, I still want you and the rest of the knight's men to be prepared to move out on a moment's notice, the general ordered. I look forward to knocking down there in the next few moons. The anticipation of a battle brought a smile to the captain's rotten-toothed mouth. Yes sir. We are ready when you need us. How's His Excellency? Zor asked. 
he's maintaining his spirits. I can tell, he can't wait until the battle is underway. Has he had any visitors? Zor asked. No one out of the ordinary. Just the usual board members and he ordered Nippoli to come sing for him last night. Other than that, it's been nothing but preparation up here. Her name raised his eyebrow, but that was the most emotion the general was going to show at the mere mention of her name. Nippoli must have been summoned by Timus after Zor left her last night. His Excellency is being washed right now. Would you like for me to announce your presence? The captain asked. The aroma coming from the cooking pots caught Zor's attention. You may captain. I will wait until they're finished. Yes sir. The captain saluted Zor, then made his way over to the wagon, as Zor wandered over to the tables where the two women were preparing the day meals. Good day Major, Della said with a bright smile on her face. It smells good over here, Zor commented as his eyes surveyed the tasty layout he couldn't see from a distance. Are you hungry? I have some smoked trout that's ready, Della said. She didn't wait for his response, as she quickly hustled over to the pot and put a tray together for the general. Yes, that would be nice. Della was always amazed at how respectful Major Zor presented himself when he interacted with the women servants of Industry Land. Della figured a man of his stature would be as mean and verbally abusive as the army he leads. But that wasn't the case, making this manly quality highly attractive to Della. Every day Della played scenarios in her mind on how she can escape the creepy clutches of Timus. Her most personal scenario was being chosen by Zor or a man of rank and stature in industry land. Della knew her days would go by much easier if she was chosen by the major to work in his sector. But instead of him seeing her value, Zor always seemed to look right through her, and this frustrated Della to the point of anger. Della made Zor a healthy tray of fresh fruit, smoked fish, and the morning bread. Would you like some water or drink? She asked handing him his food. Zor took the tray as if she wasn't there. Water, is all he said, as he dug right into the fish. Della shuffled off and the major found himself watching the slender brown-skinned beauty. How does your food supply look in this sector? Zor asked. This wasn't the kind of question Della was looking for to spark a conversation with Zor, but she would take it. As long as he recognized her for something more than her good-tasting breads. It looks like it can last us about two weeks. Do you think we will get a food stimulus before then? Della asked, feeling a little comfort from making herself look busy. Hopefully, if everything goes as planned, Zor said, turning his attention back to his meal. How's your trout? Della asked trying to fill the silence. Zor swallowed a mouthful. This is delicious. Ah, what is your name again? Della how could you forget that? She asked with a playful smile. Zor cracked a rare smile. I'm sorry. It's just, every time I turn around Team Moose has a different set of attendants. So it's hard to keep up. I understand, Della said. Then she waited for what seemed like an eternity for Zor to say something else to her, but his interest turned back to his food. Would you like some more? Ah, yes, but I have to go inside, Zor said rising up from his seat. That's all right. I will have it wrapped and ready to go when you're done, Della said, putting on the best smile she had to offer in years. Okay, Zor said, walking off to Miss Wagon. He is ready for you Major. Zor nodded, then climbed into the wagon. The air inside was warm, with a steamy coat floating around. Incense burned an aromatic fragrance that gave Zor's senses a relaxing feeling as soon as he inhaled it.
Team Hu sat in his chair bare-chested, looking refreshed. His porcelain skin glistened, as one of his servants rubbed oil on his back and bald head. Team Hu's raised his hand, that's good enough. Leave us. The woman nodded and quickly grabbed a few items, before climbing out the back of the wagon. How is everything looking up front? Timus asked. He dug into a bowl of fresh fruit and picked out an orange. Everything is ready, we're just awaiting word from the committee, Zor reported. Timus raised his eyebrow. We still have not received word from the committee? No. I put together another one this morning. I also sent out a scout to trail them, Zor said. And they left already? Timus asked. Yes, Your Excellency. Good. Mobilize the first wave of attack, Timu said without any hesitation. Without receiving word from the committee? Papa Big knows we're here. He'll never comply. He will depend on the gods of song for guidance, Timu said. And they will tell him we will apply our force to make him and his people submit to our life of industrialization. Zor nodded. I will put together a 7,000-man wave when I return to the command post. Good. Tell Fungi to have my escort ready, Timu said, sounding like he was ready to step out onto the battlefield at a moment's notice. Yes sir, Zor said, then he stood in silence, staring down at the ground. Timus could see his general had other issues on his mind. Sotmus continued to suck on his orange until Zor got his thoughts together. He tossed aside the dry orange, then grabbed a fresh one and continued to patiently wait. Your Excellency, I've been thinking. I've been with the army all my life. And we are grateful for your presence, Timu said when Zor paused. Thank you. I was thinking, after we industrialize the brook, do you think I can finally have a piece of land I can govern? Zor asked, feeling the awkward air thicken in the wagon. Timu's was silent for a long time. He continued sucking on his orange until it was dry, then he tossed it to the side. He stared at his general, then asked, you no longer have the desire to lead the army? Of course I do, but, I've been thinking about what a great asset I would be to the gods of force, if I was able to build a piece of history within the industry, Sor said looking up into his leader's haunting eyes. It will be with your blessings, under the traditions of industry land that I will be able to do something new and prosperous for our culture. I knew this day would come when you would grow into a new chapter in your life. This is why you were chosen to lead the army Zor, Timu said. Your ambition for growth. I would like the opportunity to begin the development process to build another land. One industrial land can depend on as a sister territory. Zor there is no one more deserving than you when it comes to the discussion of having their own territory to develop, Timu said with a glimpse of sincerity in his eyes. But the march to the kingdom of Seoul has been the road laid out to us since the beginning of time. That is history, he declared with conviction in his voice. This is true, and I've been blessed by the gods of force to be a part of the reviving of this historic campaign, Zor said with pride. I would just like the opportunity to show my abilities in another form. You sure this sudden change of interest doesn't have anything to do with Nippoli? Thomas asked without a hint of emotion in his dark voice. The air was so still it seemed like the smoke floating up from the incense froze right before Zor's eyes. He did not know how to respond, and Timus didn't give the major any indication on his true feelings. Miss Blank's stare remained unchanged as he waited for a response. Why would it have something to do with Nippoli? Zor asked, trying to feel his leader out. Ha ha ha, Timus let out a sinister laugh, 
without the extra theatrics of a smile and said, Soar, I am the ruler of this land because I don't let anything or anyone get in the way of my vision. Not even some sweet words from soft skin and beauty. Zor just nodded and said, I understand. Do you? Or have you fallen victim to the flesh? Timuz asked. His eyes seemed to be on the verge of turning red, but his anger seemed to be still under control. No matter how much he prepared himself for this discussion, Zor still was not ready for the direction the conversation was headed into. No one was worth getting into a skirmish with the leader of Industryland. So the major remained silent. After a brief silence Timu said, I will have to share your desire to move on, with the gods of force, but, that won't be until after we take over the brook. Feeling like he should accept that answer and be satisfied, Zor nodded and said, Understood sir. Zor remember, the flesh can be destroyed at any time, but the pleasure is in capturing the soul. Zor understood too well what Timuz meant by his last resolution. Zor had witnessed Timuz exert his powers too many times on people who had crossed him and Industryland. Capturing their souls and feeding it to the gods of force was ministered daily in Industryland. Without having anything else to say, Zor quietly nodded his head again. Then he slowly backed up and climbed out of the wagon. Leaving the wagon the major found himself having more baggage on his mind, than when he first went inside. Seeing the major exit the wagon, Della grabbed the package she wrapped for him and tried to make her way across the open area to hand it to him personally. Not liking her aim of direction, the captain cut her off. Where do you think you're going? He asked her stepping into her path. I, I have this package of food for the major, like you requested, Della said with a slight nervousness in her voice. The captain looked down at the package. Oh yeah. Well I'll take that, he said snatching the package from her. You go back to your duties over the fire. Yes sir, Della said in a defeated tone. The captain put an end to any hope Della had to interact with the major one last time before he left. Zor didn't look her way as he and his two guards hopped onto their horses. Let's go, Zor ordered without acknowledging anyone in the area. Not even the captain. I guess he didn't want the food after all, the captain said chuckling. Then he ripped it open and helped himself to the goodies, as Zor and his guards rode off to the front of the camp. Hey everyone, it's Author Everlast. I want to thank you for listening to Let Me Tell Your Story podcast. Tune in for the next episode. God bless and be safe.